You're listening to episode 26 of Scaling Up. Welcome to Scaling Up with personal brand and freedom stylist, Elizabeth Hartke. Each week, Elizabeth brings you the tools you need to create a life of true freedom and fulfillment by scaling and monetizing your personal brand. Get clarity, become a leader in your field, and make an impact that pays. Grab your favorite healthy smoothie or beer, and let's get to the show. All right, guys, it's time to ruffle a few feathers today. We're getting into what I believe to be one of the greatest differentiators between those who find great success and those who choose choose, I'm saying choose, to remain average. It's why you might be broke right now. It's why you might feel completely stuck right now. It's why you might feel down and out in so many different areas of your life. So in this episode, we're talking about the whole culture of subpar, of average, that's encouraging us to do things like rack up debt and not go for our dreams and to quit when things get hard. Just trust me on this one. If you feel stuck whether it's in your business, in your marriage, in your level of happiness, in your finances, or like you've totally failed or fallen short in any areas of your life, this one is for you. Who knew that a little gap shopping spree would inspire today's episode? Something that I've learned since having children is that every freaking season, you're due for basically a whole new wardrobe for the kids. It's unreal. And as my husband and I go down each season to pull from our storage room the clothes for that particular season for ourselves, we also are hightailing it off to the store to get our two oldest a whole new set of threads, which to me is ridiculous. And our poor little girl, she's our third, second girl, she gets nothing new because we have our older daughter's clothes, so it works perfectly. But we love to shop at Gap. And no, this is not a paid plug for them. We just really like their clothes. And we especially like the Gap outlet because you can get all the adorable Gap baby stuff way, way cheaper. So we head off to the Gap outlet and we go nuts buying loads of new clothes for our two eldest babies. And we just did this a couple weeks ago. We had a field day. Like Michael and I had our arms completely loaded with clothes and we head up to the register and the sweet, sweet girl behind the register, she smiles at us and she starts talking with us. If you're from the Midwest, you know that like all the people behind all the registers, they will chat with you to no end. They're all so nice. So anyway, she's talking with us about how adorable the kids clothes are. And and then she said something that made my eyes go completely wide and my ears perk up because I've heard it over and over, and because I think that this is the fundamental difference maker in what sets average people apart from achievers. And she had no idea that she was even saying it. She said, oh yeah, I can't help myself. Everything here is so cute. I get my paycheck on Friday, and I always end up buying a few things before I leave. I can't help it. What's another $50 when you're already in debt? That's what credit cards are for. I'm going to repeat that last part. What's another $50 when you're already in debt? That's what credit cards are for. Now, this episode isn't necessarily all dedicated to to finances or debt, but that is one of the themes that's kind of woven throughout because it's the way people think now. And it was like, I heard that and Michael was standing next to me and it was like, bingo, there it is. The words that rolled right out of this girl's mouth without batting an eye and into my ear like nails down a chalkboard. And my husband and I looked at each other and we knew exactly what the other person was thinking. This is the problem. 
Now, let me clarify by saying this isn't a criticism of this girl as a person. She was super sweet. And honestly, what I felt in that moment was heartache for her because I knew because that's how she thought that her life ahead of her was going to be a tough one. She truly had no idea of the impact of that statement. She didn't know that Michael and I pay for everything in cash. And if we do put it on a credit card for miles or the points, we pay our bill in full every single time. We never buy anything that we can't afford to pay for fully in cash. And I know where she's at. To be completely ignorant to another way of operating. I lived like that for years. And let me tell you guys, ignorance is not bliss when it finally catches up with your ass. Trust me on that one. So in 2013, Michael and I were engaged and we started planning our wedding. We both have ginormous families. So we knew that no matter what way we planned our wedding, we were going to have a big wedding. And it was going to be expensive because really, even if you're having a backyard barbecue, if you have a lot of people in attendance, it's going to cost you a lot of money. So as we started chipping away at the different elements of the wedding, the photographer, the videographer, the DJ, the venue, we realized just how much this was going to cost. We went into it totally naive, like, oh yeah, we're not going to spend a lot on our wedding. And then you start adding up all the different costs and it's crazy. And thankfully, our parents supported us through this process. We know not everyone's so blessed. And they gave us each a specific amount of money to put towards the special day. So it wasn't like they were paying each check for each vendor. It was like, here's what we're giving you for your wedding. Use it how you wish. And at first, especially with Michael's help, because he's so good with budgeting and numbers, we were trying to budget and cut back wherever we could. I didn't really care about flowers very much. So that's one area where I was like, okay, we can totally do flowers really cheap. And even hardly doing any flowers at a wedding is expensive. Just everything costs a lot of money. But as the cost and the bills started piling up one on top of the other, we started to shift without even realizing it out of this disciplined way of thinking and into this mindset of what's another thousand bucks at this point? Because when you're paying thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for something, a hundred bucks here, 500 bucks there, it doesn't even feel like a lot of money anymore. It's not like you're spending that $100 and you're looking at a pair of shoes and you're like, should I spend $100 on this pair of shoes? It's like, I'm already spending all this money. What does it matter? But when all was said and done, we realized that that way of thinking throughout the process, it cost us a down payment on a house or a nice nest egg in savings. We stopped being intentional and just cashing all our chips with the thought process of, well, we're already in this deep, so who cares? And guess what? That adds up. That's real money. That's the compound effect in action. And I've said this before, but the compound effect, it works for you or against you. You don't eat a cheeseburger and gain 50 pounds the next day. It's all those little choices over time. You don't see it happening in the moment, but it is moving you in a negative direction or a positive one. You are never standing still. And this mindset is one that our culture, our society, it has adopted and welcomed in with open arms. Keep digging ourselves deeper, further away from what we actually want because small gains won't get us out of the hole. And that applies to so many different areas of our lives. Those small gains, those little moments of progress, tough choices of commitment to the goal, discipline when it's tough, those are what move us ahead. We see successful people or people that we admire and we assume that their greatness, it came in the big moments. 
the big break, the big opportunity, the person that they knew that got them in the door, but their greatness came to be over years of chipping away at the dream, over years of failures, over years of doubt and working through it and getting back up after they fall. If you were driving your car, okay, and you're flying down the highway and you got a flat tire, would you pull your car over to the side of the highway, hop out, whip out a knife, and slash the other three tires flat? Probably not. You'd replace the flat tire and you'd move forward despite the deficit that you experienced. You'd keep going. And I think sometimes we, in our own lives, we're slashing the other three tires. One thing happens to us and we just say, ugh, whatever. I ate that one piece of cheesecake. Those six weeks of hard work and dieting are out the window, I guess. I'll just eat everything in my sight and give up working out. And the reason I wanted to talk about this today was because I really do believe that this way of thinking and operating might just be what's holding you back because I've been getting a lot of feedback lately on different elements of different episodes and you guys keep pulling out those ceilings that you're experiencing in your life. Like, yeah, but I keep getting stuck here or I'm really struggling in this area or is it really worth my going for that? Like, I I feel like it's so far out of reach. And it's not just about finances. Think of an area I want you to do this right now. So think of an area of your life where you wish there was improvement, but you think the goal in that area feels so incredibly out of reach. Have that thought in your mind. Think about it for a sec, because we all have those different things that you might not even be super cognizant of it right now, because it might be something that you've pushed so far to the back of your mind because you feel like it's not possible for you. So maybe you have like 50 or 100 pounds to lose. Maybe you have like 15 promotions left to go before you were to get to your dream position at your work. Maybe you have $200,000 in college loans. Maybe you feel so down on yourself that you don't think it's even worth trying to love yourself anymore. Maybe you want to write that book or take the stage, but you haven't even positioned yourself in the market as an expert yet. So you feel like something like that is, you know, a million miles away. Maybe you want to build your own business so badly, but you'd rather sit on that dream over trying and risking failure. Whatever it is, it feels so big and beautiful and bold and terrifying that you've chalked it up as light years away so you can have less attachment to what it means to you and why you can choose to neglect it, why you can choose to ignore that calling on your heart. A few afternoons a week, I like to schedule into my calendar uninterrupted study time. I call it growth study. And I sit down with a book, a podcast, an online course, and my dedicated growth study notebook. I'm a total nerd, I know. And I sit and I learn. I learn from people who are way better than me in areas I seek to improve in. I listen from a coachable headspace and I soak up whatever I can. And then my goal is to start applying what I learn. I've fallen into the trap of being a collector of information and I'm really working on not doing that. I want to apply what I learn, otherwise it's useless, right? And a few weeks back, I heard something on one of the podcasts I was listening to, and they talked about a trait, a way of being that separates really successful people from the people who get stuck in that zone of mediocrity that I talked about on episode 24 of Scaling Up. Successful people always treat the goal like it's within reach. Average people operate like it's always far away. So successful people are continually in a sprint to the goal or the vision or the idea because they think that it's close, and they believe that it will happen soon. But average people tell themselves slow and steady wins the race, that they need to pace themselves because that goal is in the distant future. 
If you knew you could make a million bucks with your business idea in a month's time, what would you do in that month? Like, what would that month look like for you? If you felt like getting into your dream shape for the summer was right around the corner and it was it was possible for you, what would your commitment to your fitness and your nutrition look like? I want you to stop and think about that area of your life that I wanted you to pinpoint just for a minute. That one thing that nags at you every once in a while to pay attention to it and to do something about it, but you keep neglecting it and pushing it off or self-sabotaging. Now think about where you are today in that area. Sit in it. How does it make you feel? I can think of a few areas of my life like that, and when I sit in them, I get that nasty pit in my stomach. It's like that reminder of like, hey, you're failing in this area. Now I want you to consider the narratives that you may have told yourself about this particular area why you're stuck. Have you said it's too far out of reach? That it's not possible for you? That it's too hard? That you're afraid of failing? Or maybe you're playing that victim card of, you know, your upbringing sets you up for this. The economy did it. Your boss is holding you back. Your illness is slowing you down. Your spouse won't support you. What's the story? Be honest and be crystal clear. And now I want you to consider something. Maybe you are where you are, because you haven't fully embraced and engaged the way you need to to get ahead. Maybe you've played small. Maybe you've self-sabotaged. You and only you get to decide what you do with this information. What you just sat in for those few minutes, what are you going to do from here? Keep repeating the same error over and over, or are you rewriting the script? It's time to raise your level of ambition, and go from that girl at the Gap who is ready to throw away another 50 bucks every Friday because it didn't matter anyway, or become the person who owns their life and takes back the reins on it. Instead of thinking about only that final goal, paying off all that debt that seems like, oh my gosh, that's so much money, or losing all that weight, or starting that business, or getting back up after that business failure, And instead of placing that so far out of reach in your mind, remember that the reward is not just in the goal itself, it's in the journey to get there. Take the person who would love to run her own business one day, but still is stuck in the confines of her day job. Launching and building a business that would set her free, it feels too crazy to her. Like it feels way too out of reach. So instead of ever actually trying for it, instead of starting, instead of doing anything to get her there someday, she never starts. She guarantees that she will never achieve that one thing that she said she always wanted because it's easier to never try than to experience the pain of trying and failing, right? Wrong. Because in staying put, in making that choice, in doing that over and over to say no to what she knows that she really is called to, she's never really fulfilled. She never makes her impact. She never builds her dream. She never experiences the many setbacks and failures that would have molded her into the woman she's called to be. She never raises her ambitions for herself so that she can be the example to her children of how they can do the same. She lives in a dream world where she daydreams about all the possibilities, but she never goes for them. And as a result, she becomes a wisher. That's it. That affects her marriage, her habits, her health, her happiness, all because it's easier to keep life predictable than to try and not know the ultimate outcome. Because she's thinking that it's all about the goal and it's A yes or no answer. Am I going to get it or am I not? And she believes that she can't, so she's not even going to try. But what if we look at that same girl's scenario through a different lens? And if she took a different action? She really wants to launch that same business, 
that would hopefully someday set her free from the rat race so she can do what she loves, provide for her family, make a big impact in the world, and someday provide her with the freedom that she daydreams about right now. She has literally no clue where to begin, how it's going to work, but instead of throwing in the towel before she actually begins, like so many people do, she decides to start. She makes a vision board, she gets excited about what's possible. In her limited off hours, because she still works full-time, she starts listening to podcasts on her commute into work that teach her those skills that she really needs to master this business and get this business idea off the ground. And one day she hears about a business model that totally speaks to her. So she starts piecing together an online course. We're going to take a stab at it. This is, I have this idea. I heard about this course thing. I'm going to try it. So she launches it. And guess what? It totally flops. Two people buy it. But she's so grateful because in that flop, she learns exactly what not to do next time. And then she receives an email from one of the two people who bought her course with some feedback because she asked for it on what they wish she would have included in it. Bingo. It sparks her next idea. But she learned from her last mistake and instead of launching something blindly because she thinks it's so great, she starts polling people and asking them what they think of her idea. And she gets priceless feedback and puts it into practice and starts reformulating her next plan. And one of the people she pulls tells her about this seminar where they walk you through the marketing process of running an online business. So she invests boldly because she doesn't have it a thousand bucks to attend, but she sets this really big goal of selling 10 of her $100 online courses to cover the investment. So she attends, she's blown away by what she learns there. And one of the speakers focuses on physiology and health at the conference and a category of her life that she never took time to value, but the one that was always haunting her, all of a sudden it becomes a priority. She starts working out again. She starts eating clean. And for the first time in eight years, she has energy and she has confidence. And she joins online communities to learn more about her craft. And she makes wonderful friendships that begin to replace all those abusive relationships of her past. And ultimately, She's able to build her side hustle to a level where it matches and soon replaces her day job income. And she leaves her job and has time with her babies and with her husband. And she's passionate about what she does. And after a few years of trial and repeated error, she realized online courses, they aren't her jam. But in her path to greater levels of ambition and success, she mastered speaking on camera for those courses and found that she loved it. She then took that skill set to the stage to inspire people who were in her place just a few short years ago. You guys, it isn't about the end destination. It isn't even about where you start. It's about the value and the growth along the way. It's about the mindset of being willing to try. It's about not locking yourself in this cage because that's essentially what you're doing when you have the mindset of whatever, what's another 50 bucks? What's another cheeseburger? What's another no to an opportunity that's placed in front of me? But none of that comes into the light when you choose to stay in the dark. When you choose not to start, when you choose to keep making the easy, detrimental decisions that are not just keeping you stuck where you are, but actually they're moving you backwards. Here's an example I see all the time. Okay, so fine. You and the millions of other Americans who chose to go to a private college and rack up hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt is all lost. Are you seriously done trying because you're in so much debt? Are you really convinced that your purpose went out the window with your FAFSA form and your student loans? 
I mean, come on, give yourself more credit, give yourself a chance, take action. Yes, you're going to stumble, you're going to fall. You'll have to pop back up over and over again with skin knees. That's life. I can't tell you how many times I've been walking clients through different, different areas that we've talked about today, like their health, for example, and they're doing so great in their regimen. And then they go on vacation for a couple days and they fall off track and they literally throw it all out the window. The next six months are a complete downward black hole spiral. What would you do, assuming you have decent hygiene, if you forgot to brush your teeth one morning? Would you then say, forget it, this whole clean teeth thing is just not for me, I clearly can't keep up with it, and just stop brushing your teeth? Or if you missed two days of brushing your teeth, let's say like you go camping, you forget your toothbrush, this totally grosses me out, but you missed two days of brushing your teeth. Do you come home and beat yourself up over it and then brush your teeth two days worth in one session, thinking you have to make up for all those missed toothbrushing sessions? No, you just brush your freaking teeth. You pick up the toothbrush, you brush your teeth once, and you keep moving forward. You keep doing what you know how to do. You keep chipping away at the thing. You are not fixed in what you think. You are not fixed in what you're capable of, what you believe, what's available to you, what your dreams are, and what you decide to do or not do with your life. Any moment, including this one right now, you can choose to scale up. You can choose to do it differently from here forward. And if you're sitting there saying, yeah, but I don't have the motivation. I'm lacking the motivation. Guess what? You create the motivation. Motivation isn't some lightning bolt that strikes the lucky. It's created and amplified through momentum. The little actions that we've been talking about throughout this episode, the higher level of thinking, the ambition. It's do, believe, receive, not the other way around. You don't get to receive what you want. Then you become a believer. Then you'll decide to do the work. Show me a land where that happens and I will go vacation there frequently. This is where you get to tap into your necessity and stop looking at just today's results. Oh, I failed. Oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, it didn't work for me. Oh, it feels so far away. You do it because of both what you're working towards and what happens along the journey there. I totally regret not saying something to that girl in the store that day. I I really do, so deeply. Not that I would have necessarily presented it so gracefully that she would have been moved to a new way of living. I don't want to give myself that kind of credit. Or that she would have even received it or understood it right then and there. But what if she could have? What if someday it hit her? What if no one ever told me it could be done differently? What if no one ever pushed me or challenged me? or showed me what I was capable of, or showed me the way? What if I never witnessed someone making those tough choices over and over? What if I never knew that we could use the compound effect to our advantage? Would I still be spending like I did for our wedding? Would I still be 60 pounds overweight? Would I still be eating garbage food and living on caffeine? Would I still be trying to fix all the toxic relationships in my life? Would I be choosing average day in and day out because of that fear of failure? Who knows? I don't know. But that thought totally terrifies me. It terrifies me because my whole life would be different, which means my marriage would be different, which means my children's lives would be different. It impacts and affects more than just you. The good news is my kids grow like weeds. So within the next couple months, I'll probably have to hit up the gap pretty soon. And maybe that will be the time to be a little more bold and make my impact. 
You guys probably have heard the Chinese proverb that says, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. Let me remind you, you are not your habits up to this point. You are not the limitations that you've set for yourself. You are not too far gone or in too deep. You're not average unless you choose it. You're not a failure unless you never try. Wake up to what's possible for you. Do, believe, receive. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Before you go, make sure you take a minute to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on all of those amazing fromies, freebies for my homies, obviously, and content that we're creating just for you. And if you like today's episode, can you help us out and help us get this in the hands of more people by taking a screenshot of today's episode and sharing it with your friends, tagging me, passing it around on social media. Guys, we've got to get this mission and this movement out there to more people so that they are living their purpose and living out their dreams and getting paid for it well too. I'm also so thankful for all the amazing feedback we've been getting in the reviews. So if this podcast is helping you grow, Take a second and go review us on iTunes and be sure to check out today's show notes for more details and takeaways from the show. Until next week, guys, keep scaling up.